Welcome to the Spencer Sherman Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today where we dive into the taboo arena of money. The topic that is, is difficult to talk about is sex, religion, and politics. And I love this topic because when we can loosen some of our fixed beliefs around money, a fixed belief like I'm not good with money or I don't have enough money or I'll be happy when blank happens, when we can loosen these beliefs, anything is possible. We can really transform our relationship to finances to one of ease and purpose and even joy with money. This podcast is for educational purposes and is not intended as investment, legal, or tax advice. While I'm a registered financial advisor with Abacus Wealth Partners, any personal opinion or anything I share in this podcast does not reflect the opinion or position of Abacus Wealth Partners. And today I have a really amazing guest. I have Charlie Whitaker here with me. And I'm so excited because we are in the middle of this pandemic still. And so many of us are shifting our lives and looking at career options. And I brought Charlie on the show because her career journey was just fascinating. I was gripped by her story. Here we are, we have all these fixed ideas on what we can do in our lives, the careers we can do and the careers we can't do and what's possible within our careers. There's sometimes good reason to feel like we're fixed in our careers. We have guardrails. We can't go beyond certain guardrails in certain careers, or we can't make more money than a certain amount in certain careers. There's some truth to those things. And then Charlie showed me that it's possible to see those beliefs in some new ways. So I'm very delighted, Charlie, that you're with us here today. How are you there? I know you're calling in from Europe and, and it's late there. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to be with you. It's 10 p.m. in Winster, Germany right now, where I've been living for the past three months as an au pair, au pair mädchen. I've been learning the language here as well. I am now with three different choir groups. I've already done a few concerts with them, and I found a vocal teacher. So it's wow. a lot in three months. That's a lot. Let's dial back. I want to take us back to those days when we met in Santa Rosa and you were doing a little bit of theater on the side, but you were also working to earn money in various jobs as, as a waitress, a bartender, et cetera. And I want to hear a little bit about your struggle in coming to the U.S. and finding work and earning what you earned and what your prospects were at the time, what your thoughts were at the time. I want us all to hear this because so many of us have been in hard places, if not financially, sometimes we're just in hard places because the career or the job we're doing is not fulfilling us. And I think for you, it was both. You were in positions that were not fulfilling you heart-wise, purpose-wise, but they also weren't paying you very well. So take us back here, Carly. Yeah, absolutely. So my story is um, definitely not a straightforward one. I was born in the Philippines and I lived there until I was 21. I moved to the States because, frankly, there were not very many opportunities in the Philippines. You could either be a politician or be a business owner if you wanted to make a decent living. Otherwise, I knew professional teachers who still lived with their parents because it was too expensive to move out. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, we pay teachers very little in this country, so even less, relatively speaking, in the Philippines. Even yeah. less. Yep. Yeah. When I got to the States, I, I started working actually at a fast food chain and then moved to a kitchen and then I started selling wine and then I became a bartender, like you said, all until I decided, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I need to be able to make money back then and even until now. More so back then, money was just such a heavy topic in my life. It basically ruled every day. And it was so anxiety inducing because it was just, it was never enough, right? It was never and enough. Let me pause you there for a moment because you're speaking for all of us. You know, I know for myself, for so many, it is never enough, whether one has you know, nothing to their name, has a dollar to their name, a, a thousand, a hundred thousand or a billion or even a billion dollars, there can be this feeling of not having enough. And for some of us, it's literal, like it was for you, where there wasn't enough food, shelter, clothing, really there was anxiety about making sure you could fill the fridge or pay the rent. And then for other people, it's the anxiety of losing what they have. They're not being a safety net or not being able to really flourish in their lives because they or run out of money. There's always that fear that runs through this. Like how long will we be able to work for? So that enough question is a heavy burden for so many of us. And so much of my work has been about finding our enoughness in this present moment and not yeah. looking for some future to sort of rescue us. But in your situation, so you were... You were working at these odd jobs. You weren't making very much money. You had anxiety about not having enough, but it was also not really your 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 heart's desire. I mean, what was what, what was the thing that really lit you up back then? I think was acting and singing, right? Yeah. So I started going to school for uh, computer science, and I was miserable. Was that to see if you could find a better paying job? So you, so you yeah, went it, it was exactly that. It was because of that fear of not having enough. Yes. Yeah. So it drove you to do something that you didn't necessarily want to do, but you thought you had to for money. Exactly. In the end, I actually ended up, I ended up being a lot less responsible with my money because I was so worried about it and because I was so miserable mm. in what I was doing. Great. I love this, what you're saying that when we're, anxious around our money, fearful, we tend to make less wise decisions with our money. That is so well said. That affects so many of us. We're, we're in that fight flight place. We're in that place of adrenaline's running through our body. We're scared. It, it, we're not likely to make the, the, the best choices for ourselves. And that's why so much of, of this podcast is about helping us relax around money. I've done this money breath with people, get more oxygen into our brains around money, but to yeah. actually slow things down because we tend to be very reactive with money. So tell us, you had this desire to act and sing, and I know you were living in Santa Rosa in Northern California. Why not just go for that? Why did you go to computer school and not just become an actor and a singer? I mean, isn't that something... That's easy to do in this country. Tell us. <laughs> well, it's the cliche, right? Artists don't ever make any money. And part of that is the trouble with the industry itself. But mm. another part is the lack of self-confidence 
that not just me, but a lot of people have when it comes to the arts, because it's, it's personal. You literally can't say, oh, I made a mistake on a program. When somebody doesn't like something that you do, they're saying that they don't like who you are. They don't like your art. But with what you were saying in terms of the financial aspect of it, you were talking about how the anxiety, whether or not you were someone in my position where you don't really have a lot, or if you're really rich. And coming from a person with that background, a lot of times you can get defensive, right? And say, but I really didn't have enough. And I just want to talk on that and to say that, yes, it's true, but it was the anxiety that held me back. It yes. wasn't actually the concept of whether it's true or not that I'm struggling financially. I love because this. I love this. Yeah, this is a beautiful thing you're saying. It's a very profound thing that... Once I let go of the anxiety, yes. then I could let go of the shame. Yes. And then once I let go of the shame, I was able to find resources that helped me become who I am today, helped me get into the arts. I found, oh, I can do these scholarships. Oh, I can figure out financial aid. I want to pause you for a moment because I just want to make sure that really lands for me and the audience that there's often two things that happen to us in life. There's the challenge, the event. We fall down and we bruise our knee. And then there's the anxiety that comes after that of, oh, I'm actually clumsy. I'm going to fall again. And that produces often much more harm to ourselves than the original fall. And you're saying the same thing with money, as I've always said, that you didn't have a lot of money, but then on top of the not having a lot of money, there was the added anxiety around that that created a lot more suffering than just the fact that you didn't have a lot of money is what I'm hearing. Did I get that right? Yes, okay. uh, exactly. All right. This is great. All right. If you just kept on the trajectory of just going for acting and singing in Santa Rosa or anywhere in the United States, where does that get you in terms of money? What's a reasonable expectation for what a professional singer, actor can make? Because I want to hear what motivated you to then take the next steps. You know, so. Yeah. So with the examples that I had in the States, you were either going to make a buttload of money or it was going to end up becoming a hobby and a side job. I see. When you say you can make a, a lot, a boatload of money, is that is that's not very typical, though, right? That happens exactly. to a lot of million people. Yes, that happens to the, a very small percentage. So basically, there's not a, there's not a middle ground. You had stayed on that path. Give us a sense, because we're we're talking about the taboo talk of money. I never like to shy away sometimes from the numbers when it feels safe to share some numbers. Give us a sense of what an actor a good actor or singer might make in the United States? So depending on whether you are a part of the union, mm -hmm. you could be making around $600 for every week that you are in rehearsal. And then on your contract, you could be getting a percentage of ticket sales as well if, mm -hmm. if you're good at dealing with a contract. So in terms of an annual salary, do you have a sense of what... You know, not if you're one of the few lucky ones that the one out of a million, but if you're, if you're the average good actor singer, 
Does that translate into an annual income of $20,000 a year, $30,000 a year, if you're good at your craft? If you're good at your craft, which is about 80% of what's needed, you'll get about 20 to 30,000. The other 20% is actually luck and people skills, networking skills, right? You could be the best singer ever, but if you're terrible to work with, no one's going to want to hire you. Right, right. So, so you knew that if you had stayed in the United States, you might be looking at an income of $20,000 a year or something like that, $30,000 a year, a salary that's not easy to live on in, in California. Yes, where, not where, easy to live on. Those numbers are less, less lower income if you were to, if you were to be in North Dakota or something like that. It'd be absolutely singing and acting opportunities there. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, we're not talking about like a 40 hour work week here. We're saying, you know, you're at times where you could be working anywhere from 60 to 80 hours this week and then not working for yeah. another week. So okay. it, it's also stressful in that way. All right. So this is great. So you knew this trajectory was not going to be uh, a very fruitful path. You knew that you would you probably have this anxiety around money if you only made twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year, and then what did you do? What led to your discovery? Because I know there was a discovery. The audience wants to hear about your discovery. What led to? How did it happen? Did you wake up one day and 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 start researching? Give us a give us a sense. So my singing teacher and her husband made their careers in Germany. There are many other teachers who teach in U.S. universities who all talk about going to Europe to yeah. work as a classical musician. But of course, that was never an option for me. I thought at least because I was like, well, I can't afford the ticket there. How am I going to uproot my entire life again? I yeah. can't leave my brother and give up control of his finances, even though he's very responsible. And all of that fear was just that. It was just fear. And so... One day, idea from your teachers about Germany. You heard about them doing well in Germany. I heard about them doing well in Germany. The hmm. the obstacle was how to get there or here, how to get here. Yeah, yeah. And then you start doing some research, right? So tell us about that, because we just stay stuck in fear. How did you go from being sort of paralyzed by fear to getting yourself to do the research? Well. Once I let go of, again, shame, then it became a lot easier to research. Well, what are the ways that you input Google how to get to Europe on a budget, how to get to Europe when you have no money and things will pop up and it'll sometimes make people feel really uncomfortable to type those things in. But that's how I found out about being an au pair. You, know, wow. you could also be a tutor in, in Asia, for example, if you're really good at English. And these are ways where people my age, younger people, get to travel the world. Right. And for those who don't know what an au pair is, I'm basically a live-in nanny. Yes, yes. So you found out a way to get to Germany, get a free flight there, get your housing and meals covered, be able to learn a new language, and get used to this new country so that you'd have the footing to then go to your your career that you of your dreams, which is singing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the great thing is I get to do it at the same time. 
it's not just being stuck here and then going, well, now I'm working as an au pair. I have to wait until my contract is up before I can start singing. No, I found local choirs through the magic of the internet and Mm. found a singing teacher who was also came from another country and so understood the struggle. And it has very kindly given me lessons at a discount. And it's about asking for the help. Yeah. Being unafraid to ask. And so what you discovered, it sounds like, is that as a singer in Germany, someone who's good at their craft, you know, who might make $20,000 or whatever in the United States, not an amount that one could really live on in California, that you discovered you could actually make a livable wage in Germany. Yeah, you could make about twice that much and the cost of living is much lower than what it is in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. This is a fantastic story. I mean, it's just so inspiring that you realize that what your dream was and that nothing was going to stop your dream, even if it meant changing countries, you were willing to go for your dream and you were willing to let go of the idea that you couldn't do it, that there might be a way. And you kept your ears open and you thought about your teachers who told you, yeah, they, that they actually earned money in Germany. And then you said, well, how do I get to Germany? You searched on the net, found a path to do it. It's just an amazing story. What I love about the story is that it applies to all of us. You know, that it's not a story where you just got incredibly lucky one day or you had, you had something that no one else on the planet had is like you're very, you're extremely talented and you found the way to bring those talents out in a, in a way where you could actually live and, and earn enough money to support yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's something that we overlook a lot in this very fast paced economy that we live in, where if you're actually happy doing what you're doing, you're going to do it well. And if you do something well, you, you tend to make money out of it. Yes, yes. I love this. You're, we're shattering all of our beliefs, fixed beliefs around money, around careers that, oh, you know, I can't make money doing this. Well, wait a second. Let's explore that. Now, maybe you'll conclude that you can't make money doing this and you'll have to get another career, like go to technology or something like that. But you really explored it instead of saying no to it. You said, wait a second. Let's think outside the box here. Maybe there's a way to do this. And then you discovered that another country where they value the arts differently than the United States, I can actually have a music career there. And it's just that. And it wasn't like you had a connection to Germany before you went. It was just that, well, here's a place where my career can flourish. So exactly. I love this, Charlie. I love it. It's so connected to my that once we examine some of our beliefs anything is possible so i want to give you a moment here to i'd love to hear i'd love to hear a minute of your singing i'd also love it if you could shout out where people can get a hold of you or listen to you on youtube so feel free to give us a sense how how do we stay connected to you yeah i do have a youtube channel it is charlene whitaker spelled S-H-A-R-L-E-N-E-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. And I have a few videos already uploaded of some classical pieces, some English opera. Come check it out if you'd like. Another part of this 
life that I'm leading is people say classical music is dying and I can either lay down and accept it or try to bring it back to life. You can find me on that channel and bringing in more classical music to the mainstream. Love that. Love that, Charlie. I think it's amazing. I think you're absolutely right that even if we love something and our heart is in it, we, we're going to be inspiring to people and classical music will revive itself with people like you. So here's a sample of Charlie's singing. Thank you for that. It's great to have a taste of what you're up to, Charlie. Thank you for giving us that sample of your singing. So any last words, Charlie, that you have for our audience, for people who are struggling are in, in their careers financially, or they don't feel their hearts in their career, what's your advice for them? My advice would be to take a breath mm. and let go of any shame that is holding you back. A lot of times what's holding us back is ourselves and it's how we think of ourselves. We've internalized all these voices that tell us that we're not good enough, that it's our fault, mm. what situations we find ourselves in. And whether or not that's true, letting go of the shame helps you take the next step. And remember that even if you slow down a downward trajectory, that is still a win. So celebrate the wins. Yes, yes. I love that, Charlie. We don't have to get rid of shame. We don't have to get rid of our fixed beliefs. If we just dial down the gripping on the fixed beliefs, dial down the, the shame just 10%, miracles can happen. We can see new perspectives and opportunities. We have the vigor to go after things that maybe we weren't able to before. Yeah. We're, you know, we're in a room and we... We hear an idea that we wouldn't have heard previously because the shame blocks us from hearing stuff. So thank you so much for that. I love this. I love this for, for all of us. May all of us find work that really fulfills our mission in our lives, that really brings out our gifts. I love the Oscar Wilde quote, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. What I get from <laughs> quote is, is give your gifts to the world. And that's what you're doing, Charlie. So my name is Spencer Sherman. This is the Spencer Sherman podcast. And you can catch all my podcasts on my website, spencer-sherman.com. I offer a range of courses, online courses, live courses. I also have a free weekly money meditation, lots of insights and ideas from my free newsletter. Come join the newsletter, which, which you can sign up for on that spencer-sherman.com site. Thank you so much, Charlie, for being with us today and wishing you the best of everything in your new life. Thanks for having me. It was great to be on.